Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is March 16th, or 316, so very important uh, Bible verse day, I guess. And we will be reading paragraphs 581 through 588 today. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Jewish people and their spiritual leaders viewed Jesus as a rabbi. He often argued within the framework of rabbinical interpretation of the law. Yet Jesus could not help but offend the teachers of the law, for he was not content to propose his interpretation alongside theirs, but taught the people as one who had authority and not as their scribes. And Jesus, the same word of God that had resounded on Mount Sinai to give the written law to Moses, made itself heard anew on the Mount of the Beatitudes. Jesus did not abolish the law, but fulfilled it by giving its ultimate interpretation in a divine way. You have heard that it was said to the men of old, but I say to you, with this same divine authority, he disavowed certain human traditions of the Pharisees that were making void the word of God. Going even further, Jesus perfects the dietary law, so important in Jewish daily life by revealing its pedagogical meaning through a divine interpretation. Whatever goes into a man from outside cannot defile him. Thus he declared all foods clean. What comes out of a man is what defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of man, comes evil thoughts. In presenting with divine authority the definitive interpretation of the law, Jesus found himself confronted by certain teachers of the law who did not accept his interpretation of the law, guaranteed, though it was, by the divine signs that accompanied it. This was the case especially with the Sabbath laws, for he recalls often with rabbinical arguments that the Sabbath rest is not violated by serving God and neighbor, which his own healings did. Roman numeral 2 Jesus and the Temple. Like the prophets before him, Jesus expressed the deepest respect for the temple in Jerusalem. It was in the temple that Joseph and Mary presented him 40 days after his birth. At the age of 12, he decided to remain in the temple to remind his parents that he must be about his father's business. He went there each year during his hidden life, at least for Passover. His public ministry itself was patterned by his pilgrimages to Jerusalem for the great Jewish feasts. Jesus went up to the temple as the privileged place of encounter with God. For him, the temple was the dwelling of his father, a house of prayer, and he was angered that its outer court had become a place of commerce. He drove merchants out of it because of jealous love for his father. You shall not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remember that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. After his resurrection, his apostles retained their reverence for the temple. On the threshold of his passion, Jesus announced the coming destruction of this splendid building, of which there would not remain one stone upon another. By doing so, he announced a sign of the last days, which were to begin with his own Passover. But this prophecy would be distorted in its telling by false witnesses during his interrogation at the high priest's house, and would be thrown back at him as an insult when he was nailed to the cross. 
far from having been hostile to the temple, where he gave the essential part of his teaching, Jesus was willing to pay the temple tax, associating with him Peter, whom he had just made the foundation of his future church. He even identified himself with the temple by presenting himself as God's definitive dwelling place among men. Therefore, his being put to bodily death presaged the destruction of the temple, which would manifest the dawning of a new age in the history of salvation. The hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Roman numeral 3. Jesus and Israel's faith and the one God and Savior. If the law and the Jerusalem temple could be occasions of opposition to Jesus by Israel's religious authorities, his role in the redemption of sins, the divine work par excellence, was the true stumbling block for them. Jesus scandalized the Pharisees by eating with tax collectors and sinners as familiarly as with themselves. Against those among them who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others, Jesus affirmed, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He went further by proclaiming before the Pharisees that since sin is universal, those who pretend not to need salvation are blind to themselves. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.